0: The Amazing People Podcast, episode 41. Welcome to The Amazing People Podcast, where ordinary people from all walks of life do amazing things in life and business, with your host, Chip Desard. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Amazing People Podcast. My name is Chip Desard, and I want to thank you once again for listening To this podcast. I know you have many choices and uh, everyone's time is limited, but I want to thank you for doing this. So I've been away for a little bit, uh, and I'm going to explain that in a little bit, but I want to first give a shout out to one of my uh, sponsors, that is Rode Microphones. And I use them exclusively for my podcast and on my cameras. And uh, I use a great, great microphone called a Rode. NT-USB and it's a very good microphone Uh, you can plug it up to your iPad if you want you can plug it up like I am to my uh, MacBook Pro and it's under $200 at the time of this taping so give a shout out to Rode if you go to uh, my podcast and my show notes you'll see the affiliate link for the NT-USB microphone so thanks Rode Uh, before we get started with the main content and today I won't have a guest but I'm talking about uh, 12 things I've learned from a celebrity photographer and uh, I want to tell you a little bit about that and uh, what I've been doing recently and uh, I want to share my journey but before that we want to turn it over to Muta Muenya the unrelenting optimist and uh, Muta has a good good uh, word for us today
1: Muta take it away Hey guys, this is Muta Muenya from MutaMuenya.com, a blog that is dedicated to the unrelenting optimist who knows that there is a big God who can use little us to accomplish big things for his glory. So I've been thinking a lot about decluttering my life lately. This sentiment was heightened just over the past month when my wife and I were moving out of our home. This last move, I want to tell you guys, was the most difficult move of our lives. Uh, First, we had little help. So Christine and I, which is my wife, handled the majority of the heavy lifting. Second, we opted out of renting a U-Haul. But if we had had this U-Haul, we would have made less trips. I mean, it was 25 miles both ways. Third... We downsized from a three-bedroom house with a full basement to a two-bedroom apartment. Crazy, right? As we started digging through all of our stuff, trying to determine what would go into storage and what would take into the apartment, it became clear that many of the things we were holding onto could actually be trashed. I realized that this move could become so much easier. Instead of taking some stuff with us, most of which was already boxed up in our basement, we needed to just get rid of it. So we got the trash bin and began tossing junk out. It felt great. Then came the hard part. Getting rid of the stuff we liked and wanted to keep but didn't necessarily need. Honestly, it was hard to part with some things. I could have probably found great use for a lot of this stuff later on. The thing was, right now at that moment, it would take up too much space. We had some great furniture, home decor, and so much more. We knew that although this was nice to keep, it wouldn't fit. Nor did we want it sitting in a non-climate controlled storage unit. So the final verdict was, just give it away. What does this have to do with anything? Hopefully you can understand where I'm headed. Our lives sometimes are filled with baggage or worse yet, trash that we carry around from place to place, job to job, or dream to dream. Each time we're in a new situation, we can't necessarily focus because we are constantly tripped up by all the clutter we're holding on to. I mean, we watch shows like Hoarders and are amazed at how people hold on to stuff. But in essence, we hold on to our past failures, our past mistakes, or even the great plans or ideas that we once had, which become a distraction from us staying focused on our current goals or situation. In order to get laser focused, it's time to take a personal inventory and declutter. I did it and it felt great. So I don't know what it is in your life that you're holding on to. Maybe it's time to let it go. Thanks for listening, guys. If you wanna connect with me, you can find me on Twitter. I am... Mwenya or read my post on com. that's M-U-T-A-M-W-E-N-Y-A.com catch you on the next segment thanks so much Muta for that uh,
0: inspiring talk so here's the main content of today's podcast and I want to talk to you it's based on a blog I wrote a few weeks ago um Uh, about 12 lessons I learned from my weekend working with celebrity photographer Keith Cephas. And um, let me just give you the backstory. And before I even give you the backstory, let me just go into why I'm even recording this. And I think that, you know, uh, for those who, who used to be talking about social media and talking about, you know, church things. And, and I will still uh, cover that in this podcast. Uh, But I want to tell you about just my journey. And I think that everybody has a story and everybody has a journey. And um, sometimes you want to talk about the journey. A lot of people want to talk about the journey when it's, when you have arrived. But I think that I want to share about the journey while I'm in the journey and the struggles and um, the pitfalls, the mistakes. So you can learn and you can uh, actually see because sometimes in life that uh, we think that people's lives are charmed or glamorous, but you don't know how, you know, how hard they work. I remember a shirt, uh, the motivational speaker, Eric Thomas wears, I love, I need to go buy one. It says, I create my own luck. And then he has a four leaf uh, clover on his shirt. So, uh, he talks about that a lot, about creating your own luck. So um, so here's a backstory. So I joined this group uh, called uh, Muna Luchi a Bride. As you know, I do wedding videography. I've been doing that uh, since about 2010. Uh, really, probably seriously, uh, 2011, 12. Um, I've done probably about 20, 25 weddings in four years. Not a lot, but just doing it on the side. But I enjoy it. I, I I enjoy the day, the stress of it. Oh, I had some good times and I've had some really challenging times with it as well. But through it all, you've gotten experience. And this year was a, a watershed year for me. I just felt that uh, and you, you've you maybe maybe you've done this before where you've been stuck or you felt like you've been stuck and you want to move forward. And um, one of the quickest way to move forward is to join a, a networking group or, you know, to join something. So. Uh, Muna Luchi Bride is a um, bridal magazine and a blog uh, specifically for brides of color. Uh, it could be Indian brides. It could be African-American, mostly African-American brides. And um, they have this group called The Coterie. And it is a group that you pay money for. And you join this exclusive group of people that are, are curated. And I, I need to read this from their site. But The Coterie, and I should should be able to read this real quick. But, um, Mualucci has this coterie, and they have this is exclusive group, so I'm, I'm looking for it now while I'm talking. so just please bear with me. I should have this ready, right? <laughs> so Mualucci, let me just look. Mualucci coterie. All right, here it is. It's a collection of preferred wedding vendors. So they curate a collection of the best weddings, and they say, we'll be sure you're amazed So. It is from uh, veils to beauty makeup, of course, photographers, of course, videographers. And that's my uh, uh, genre videographer. So I need to make sure that I have my thing up there. So I I joined, so you pay a monthly fee and uh, I want to make sure that, you know, with the wedding videography I do and the, the other things that I do to make sure that, that I'm represented. So the first thing that people always ask me, well, Chip, if you join this, you pay how much? You know, well, it's $50 a month or you, they're different plans. So you can pay, you know, what, what, what you want. All right. I shouldn't say you pay what you want. You choose your plan. All right. And you have to make sure that you are, um, you are, you are chosen and uh, they go through your work, you know, make sure that you're legit, blah, 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 blah. All right. So then the second question, I guess, I, I guess that I, I i get a lot is you know do you get business so if i'm paying people expect to get business immediately so they want to make sure that they get business immediately so um <laughs> and i guess that that that's anything you put money into so the answer to that is no you do not get business immediately and and i'm going to share my 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 ups and my downs with it, because I I just want to tell you that like anything in life, what you put in is what you get out. So, uh, they email you, you get a listing on their site. Uh, they put your, your, your portfolio up there. And I haven't done that today. A, because I've been just so busy with school and yeah, here's classic excuses. And then the second thing is I want to make sure I put my best work up there, but you know what? Uh, I'm going to do that. So that's my goal by the end of uh, the middle of November before I go to this uh, retreat. And that's another thing that I want to uh, make sure that, you know, I, I, I took a, a spring and I'm going to a retreat. And it's called the Coterie Retreat. So uh, and it is in December of this year and it's strictly for networking. It is a very uh, it's an expensive thing and it's not cheap. And uh, you're going down to a Florida resort or a hotel. Uh, it's about if you if you're not a member, it's near Tampa. It's about eighteen hundred dollars, and if you are a member, it's twelve hundred dollars. But you know you can say that um, you can say a lot of stuff, but it's building on this lady's uh, a vision four, four years ago uh, named Jacqueline. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing her name I haven't met her yet but in in, in March this year she quit her job not March this year I'm just reading from the TEDx site she quit her job as a medical technologist in 2010 and she founded Munaluchi Bride Magazine and I'll put that in the show notes so it's a, a wedding magazine catering to women of color All right. she had no prior experience and she talks about what she did to reshape the industry so that being said, all right, so I told you about the backstory. So the backstory is I decided in July of this year to join this group and I didn't know what to get out of it. So August went by and then I said, you know what, September, I need to do something. So they have an exclusive Facebook group. And then one day I uh, saw a status pop up saying that um, a gentleman photographer needed an assistant. And actually, I probably screenshotted it, <laughs> just because I was like, you know what, I just need to jump on something. You know, you know, in life sometimes you 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 get opportunities, and you want to make sure that you 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 know, my father used to say, "Strike when the iron is hot." So he put a Facebook status in his private group saying he needs an assistant in the Maryland D.C. area. Ellicott City is about ten minutes from me. 15 at max and I said you know what let me just go ahead and say I responded and I emailed him you know Keith said these opportunities will go fast and so I emailed him my portfolio I had my little drone shots and just you know he needed a photography assistant I can do photography but my main you know bread and butter is videography so what happens is that I uh, emailed him and his wife or office manager emailed me back and said hey you have the job and this is where you need to meet. So, long story short, the weekend—it was the, the the weekend, first weekend in uh, September, of 2014—and that weekend was just a blur because I had so much to do. I Had another shoot that day. I had to outsource that to a friend of mine, and you know, it was—I had a student with me. Had a big lesson. We were uh, doing swimming pool. Uh, that day. Actually, it wasn't September 6th. It was September 19th, actually. not even a. Uh, it's time to say, not even a month ago. So uh, long story short, I had a lot going on. So when you think you have a lot going on, and then to just add to someone else's thing. And then Keith called me. We talked. He kind of vetted me. He did his research on me. And then he took a train up here, and he was supposed to be in Maryland, um, at 12 noon, i get a rental car, get settled in his hotel, but he didn't end up coming here till about 3:30, and um, he had to be at the location at the wedding shoot. Well, the the ceremony, I, I'm ignorant right now of the wedding ceremony. It was an engagement party, but they had a Friday night ceremony. He didn't have to be there until 5:30 or 4:30, 5:30. 30, 30. So. Uh, he called me. I was outside of work. I was just off work at 2:50, So just imagine I get a call chip. I'm running late. I need you to just take me and uh, pick me up from the train station and take me to my hotel and then take me to Ellicott city. So if you don't know anything about Maryland, it, it, on a Friday, you know, traffic can be horrendous like any major city. All right. So With my student in hand, because I had to take him home, I picked Keith up, never laid eyes on him, except talking to him on the phone, picked him up from the train station, thousands of dollars worth of equipment, took him to his hotel, he checked in, waited in the car for him, had chauffeured him down there. That wasn't the plan initially. (laughs) That was not the plan. And trust me, I'm going to get to the 12 things, so just bear with the story for a little bit more. All right, so took him to the shoot, took my student home. Then went home change and and Keith said, okay, be here, come here. So I didn't know these people and I didn't want to just come down and see what he wanted me to do. It was just, it was at somebody's house. Very, very nice house. And, uh, I'm just not going to walk in, even though I am his assistant. So I just waited for him, but that just goes to show, um, I'm going to just go into the 12 things I've learned because we also had a shoot on that Saturday night and that Saturday night for about five or six hours. That's when I really learned uh, the bulk of, what i'm going to talk about today number one is the first thing i learned from working with keith is that you have to surround yourself with like-minded people i found out that keith surrounds himself with people that are like him i mean and if you want to get to another level you always hear the cliche but people say well you got to surround yourself with you know so and so so and so and you're like well how in the world do i get with so and so, so and so, who is a top of the industry. And and I guess that is the twenty thousand dollar question. And I think the thing for me, what I've doing, what I've been deliberate about doing is is just making sure that you jump on opportunities. And you may not be the main shooter, you may be used to being the starting quarterback, but sometimes it's good to be a backup and to just make sure that you know your role. Number two is that you have to work hard, push yourself, even when you're tired at your breaking point. And, um, you know, Keith is specializing in Indian weddings. And if you know anything about Indian weddings, they are just an ordeal. I mean, they are long. They're about, you know, you can work 18 hours in one day. The money is great. Now, I'm not going to say the money is not great, but it is not for the faint of heart. And just that engagement session and I saw what we did and how we worked that engagement session. My gosh, is that if that's a precursor to the Indian wedding and I was just helping him with photos, taking some and just being a number two guy. All right. Number three, you have to be able to be authentic with your clients. One thing I noticed about Keith and, um, you know, I've been blessed with the gift of gab as well, is that he is very, very uh, authentic with his clients. He is authentic. He is um, not trying to be somebody who he's not, but you can't really teach that you you either have it or you don't. I'm not saying you have to be an extrovert, but you to just to be authentic. People like to do business with people they like, know, like and trust And especially in niche communities like Indians, Africans and, you know, those types of communities. And And correct me if I'm wrong, please. But I think I'm right, is that you have to be in. If you do a good job on one, it's all good, but you have to deliver on another one as well number four is that you have to be hungry you know Keith is 20 years retired military and if you know anything about military guys my one of my big bosses at uh, Baltimore City Schools is a uh, ex-marine so I know how to deal with military uh, folks just because I know the mentality so you have to make sure that you have to be hungry and when I say hungry I'm talking about that you know you know, being there, like I, I came back, I was tired as all heck, worked all week, picked Keith up, took him there, took my student back, came back, waited till 1130, 12 o'clock. We went out to eat with one of his friends, you know, got back up the next afternoon. I mean, morning, went to church, did some other stuff, then picked him up and took him to the other shoot to work all that night. So, I mean, just being hungry and wanting it. And I, you can't really teach that either, but you have to just be really hungry. Uh, number five, you have to be willing to work harder than any wealth, anyone else so you can live like no one else. So, you know, like I said before, you create your own luck. Yes, God blesses us. I totally believe that God uh, will bless you, but I, I don't believe that God uh, blesses people who are slothful. Okay, I think that if you have your talents, you can't hide them just like the parable. you have to you know not bury them but actually use them uh use them, put them good good use, so you have number five, you have to be willing to work harder than anybody else, and that is a you know that is a buzz phrase right about now, and I think a lot of people just talk about working hard. And, uh, working hard to them is just working 12 hours, but I'm talking about really, really working hard. And, and, you know, I thought I worked hard, but my God, I know <laughs> I'm lazy compared to this guy, uh, and, and some other people I know, a good friend I know. All right. And, uh, number five, number six, you have to innovate. And when I say innovate, uh, most photographers and videographers care about cameras, lenses, and techniques. But I realize Keith pays attention to details. He sees shots and executes them, you know, exceeding clients' wishes. It's a tried and true principle of underpromising and over-delivering. I mean, you know, when you see people, you see their work. And in a creative business, it's a really weird business because you see people's work, and then you're like, wow, they're on the next level. Or if the work sucks, you're like, oh, I'm better than them. You know what I mean? So it's 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 a weird kind of uh, it's a dichotomy there, that it's you, you judge without saying you judge. And if you see people, you see their work first, and then you see them, then you make an, a, a judgment call. So of course, you see the guy's work, you say, whoa, he shot so and so so and so, he's official. Or she did this, whoa that's official. So your reputation precedes yourself. All right. So number seven is that you have to look the part. Keith was very stringent on uniform. And, you know, I got to admit in my wedding business, I am not as stringent on the way people dress to weddings. Now I'm changing that as we speak, because, you know, people are paying me good money to be there to capture their day. I'm not we're not going to look like a hot mess. That's just not an option. And I rather have somebody who is a okay shooter and let me train them to be great instead of a great shooter who looks a mess and doesn't represent me well. And he made sure that I had khakis and a white shirt on the first night and then a black suit, a suit and 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 a shirt on the Saturday night. Because his clients expect that, and that is what uh, you have to do. All right, number eight, you have to provide immense value instead of just price. So, uh, in this wedding business and in the creative business, a lot of people like you know tire kickers. I've done the 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 Groupon's or the uh, Amazon, and I just did it for a test to see how it was uh, you know but I've had some good uh, referrals and the funny thing about with doing a, a, a Amazon local deal groupon Google deal or anything like that is that people will you will get business so you do that and people will come to your studio. But are these the people that are going to be long term? So what are you going to do to keep these people long term? So I guess that's the thing you have to provide value. And the value is not only my work, but just dependability, dependability, likability, and then the value that you get from your pictures. Because, you know, if there's one thing that people really uh, either cherish or they hate, they hate their wedding pictures or they love their wedding pictures. You want to be as a vendor on the other side. They love it. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He just said how he's so ashamed of his wedding stuff. So his wife was at least, and he is too. So I have my wedding video here was back in the VHS days and it's okay, but it's nothing like I can create now. So you have to provide immense value. And I, I think I did that with this one wedding. That we shot in Connecticut, and uh, I'll be talking about that a little bit later. Or right, you have to be loyal, number nine, and loyal to your clients, loyal to your friends, and your craft. Uh, uh, what you put in is what you get out, and I think that loyalty is a big, big thing, and that's what I learned for, from from him. And um, I, I just can't even go into that anymore. I mean, I, I have people that want to work for me, and I get you know inquiries often, but. It's all about loyalty and, and people think that their work gets you. Your only, your work only gets you so far. It gets you a look. But to keep you around is are the people that you can trust, know, like, and trust, at least the people that are in my circles. All right. Number ten, you have to deliver. You can be the best photographer, uh, florist, whatever, coordinator in the world. But if you don't deliver, what good are you? And when I say deliver, I'm talking about on time and I struggle with that now. Uh with a full time job and uh, doing this, so I, I do struggle. I'm not perfect, and I have some some delivery delays, but I, uh, they're on me. So I know about that. You have to deliver. You have to. If you can't deliver, you know it's it's like being an amateur. The difference between an amateur and a professional is a professional delivers on time, on budget. All right. Number eleven is that you have to keep your body, your body, mind, and soul in shape. You know, I know that's something that I struggle with now. Uh, just weight and just laziness and healthy eating and, you know, what I'm going to do and exercise uh, is you're listening to this. You may do the same thing. But if you want to, you know, take your life to a next level uh, in the next year, it's all about really doing these things. And it's not really a New Year's resolution. It's, it's, it's a, a now resolution. And the last but not least is that you need a competent team. All right. So you need a competent team. Competent team, so I just need to make sure you know that a team. You know, you're only as good as good as your weakest link. You could be Tom Brady, but if you don't have the receivers or the offensive line, what good are you? People won't know who you are. And even in uh, videography and photography, when you feel like you do things all by yourself, you still need a competent team around you. And here's a bonus lesson uh, that I learned: is that you have to be humble and i think that for me that was the, one of the biggest lessons for me i had to humble myself because this guy knows a lot and you know he was for lack of a better of term he was you know hazing me and i thought you know at one time I, I went away for like a 10 minute break i was like man is this stuff for me really i mean it wasn't for the faint of heart i mean it was work 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 five minute break you know and then back to work so um you just have to work. And, um, you know, if you want to keep a easy desk job, that's great. Um, and, and do the minimum that's great too. But in this business where you're only as good as your last client, uh, you have to work because all you can do is let down your guard and then you'll be replaced and which everybody will be replaced eventually. So, So those are my 12 things, plus a bonus. I know this is a long, long episode, um, but I'm hoping that you got some value from it. I've learned so much in such a short time, and I'll be doing some other projects with Keith. And, um, you know, I consider him a friend now. Uh, We we haven't known each other long. And and I wrote a blog post about this. I think uh, the people you know the least can help you the most. And I'll link that in the show notes. And that is just so true. People you just meet. Can get you from zero to sixty faster than somebody you've known for ten years, and isn't that amazing? And I'm just blessed to know people and to put myself in positions. And I hope that you do the same. So, please comment on iTunes. Do a do me a favor. Go to my website. Leave a comment. Tell me what you think about this episode. And we will see you next time on the Amazing People Podcast.